where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. I'm James and I'm joined by John. Yeah, I'm John. There you are, John. <laughs> no, good, good, good to be here as always. We're talking about episode 21 of season six, Our Hourly Bread. It ended on the 10th of March, 1988, directed by Andy Ackerman, who is a new director, and written by Susan Herring, or Sue, is how she goes in some of her credits. I hadn't heard of Andy Ackerman before, uh, so I gave my Google. Seinfeld, most yeah. popular stuff he's done. So we, we know we're in trusted hands. Actually, Seinfeld hadn't aired at this point. No. Um, but it was a, like an audition gig for him. Yeah, well, he was uh, a director and co-producer and an editor on Cheers as well. I'll look through my Rolodex of information. He was an editor between uh, 1986 and 1991. I was going to guess 86, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's been trusted hands for a while, so he's, he's in good stead for the directing gig, I'm sure. And I tell you what, James, I don't understand the context of the name of this episode, but boy, I like this episode. It was a fun one. It's something to do with... It's religious, isn't it? Our, our daily bread is religious, isn't it? It is, yeah. But it's because they're paid hourly. Oh, okay. It's making more more sense to me uh, now. That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> well, our hourly bread kicks off with uh, quite a good cold open, I think. It's, it's a cliff-centred one. Uh, and he's joined by a friend from the postal department. Larry is who it is. Is it? I, I, I only deciphered him by the name Rubber Thumbs, <laughs> which was Cliff's nickname for him, which sort of explains the gibberish that they both spoke because Rebecca had no idea what they, what was going on. And Norm just went, oh, it's postal rapport kind of thing. Hey, there's a uh, flap that you had a brush with utility. Uh, 604 is all the way. Yeah, well, you know the scheme, Finn. Yeah. You know, I actually once thought of asking Cliff what it all meant, but then it occurred to me he might tell me. <laughs> I know a few mailmen. Do you? Yeah, I know at least two. And they don't speak like this. Well, not to you. Put them in the room together. Oh, put them in the room together and never see the end of it, yeah. <laughs> but this cold open is very much sort of detached from the rest of the episode. Just a nice a nice short intro to get us warmed up for the main episode. That it is. And this episode, uh, Lilith is returning, which is nice. Yeah, I know. That's a, always a good episode when Lilith is about. And uh, James, have you watched Tick, Tick, Boom? No, but I know it's about the, the making of Rent, essentially. N- never mind then. I know, I know. It's about the uh, the guy who wrote Rent. There's one shot of BB Newirth in it. One shot of BB Newirth. Yeah. Why they why they waste a role like that on BB? It's just like there's one scene that's got lots of uh, cameos in. Oh, because she's known for her musical. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's one shot of her in it. So if any Cheers fans want to see Lilith in a recent film, there you go. Is that because of her? experience as a musical performer yeah it's a sort of there's a it's one number which has a lot of cameos from uh, sort of broadway stars and she's one of them oh that's nice anyway uh, <laughs> i've uh, i've derailed the podcast very early doors <laughs> so we'll segue into the main episode which i think plays out um quite a bit like a cold opening for the first 10 minutes really 
Yeah, I see what you mean, because Cliff is celebrating a raise. And it basically starts off this sort of cycle of everyone trying to get a raise out of Rebecca and sort of plays as a very sort of short one-act little structure of each of them trying to get it with a sort of nice zingy outcome at the end. I'll say this now. What I liked about this episode a lot, and it's something which Barry and I addressed in a previous episode, was that when Cheers sets up two parallel storylines right at the start, and then the climax of the episode is the two of them combining each paying tribute to the other and giving a punchline to the other. It's It works really well in storytelling. And this episode does that particularly well because what's established very early on is that it's Frasier and Lilith's one-month anniversary. Yes, and Frasier's uh, bought her a present, which is an original Tidwell painting. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of a Tidwell before, James? I've, I've... I think he was made up. I tried to research a Tidwell, and I've I've not found anything. It's a bit like Turner, a bit Picasso-y, very abstract. Yeah, it's an abstract, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't see it rooted in any kind of reality, which I thought was a bit strange. For Cheers, they normally like to make a, a reference like that. I think it should have been a Semenko. <laughs> that, that would have been, been a good callback. That would have been. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I found an authentic Semenko I bought for a one month anniversary. Yeah, no, it would have been. That that character's probably in jail now. <laughs> uh, and as you say, Cliff comes in and then starts to talk about a razor. It sets up another little bit of a plot. So we've got these two threads going at the moment. And Cliff's new raise inspires Woody to go into Rebecca's office and, and ask if he can have a raise as well. Which she she's a queen of reverse psychology, she is. That's <laughs> how so I've been here at Cheers for quite a while now. I'm a good worker. I don't take vacations. I'm never sick. And I was just wondering if... No, Woody, Woody, I'm going to have to stop you right there. I cannot give you a title. Title? Yes, I know you deserve it, but the front office just doesn't let me hand those things out. Oh, Miss Howe, you don't understand. You know, sometimes people work here 10, 15 years before receiving a title. How can I justify giving one... Miss I want a raise. Oh, is that all? That's fine. How much did you want? (laughs) Just like that? Well, of course. I thought you came in here to beat me out of a title, but if you just want to settle for money, well, that's fine. Uh, wait a minute. Let's just stick with this title thing. And she plays that situation really, really well, to the point where Woody gets his title and comes out of the office sort of overjoyed by uh, basically being manipulated into getting a, what's his role, senior bartender? Something like that, yeah. Sets up a, a precedent of now Sam once uh, he thinks he can get a race and goes into the office to do a similar scenario plays out. And she's more honest with Sam. Yeah, and I think that's the interesting thing is, uh, I think if she had been honest with Woody, I think Woody would have got pretty worried. But uh, she says to Sam, do you think there's money coming in to, to justify a raise? The outgoings are bigger than the income. And basically says that the business is failing. They're handing out free drinks all the time, which becomes quite a good running gag through this episode. Yeah, because Norm Norm loves a free drink. He's well, uh, he, he got one off Cliff at the beginning. I think he fell off his chair almost when Cliff offered to buy him a drink. <laughs> um, but then from then on, Norm kept every time when Woody came out and said he uh, said he'd got a new title, and Norm said, "Oh, that's case for a free drink, free round of drinks." <laughs> Um, and I think that's what was bankrupted. Cheers, nearly. Just Norm is is what it is. <laughs> now he's leveled at that. He painted a room, James. He's painted at least three rooms: the office, Rebecca's 
living room and Drake's bedroom. I assume those weren't to cover his bill, though, the other two. No, I think he was getting paid for them, yeah. But anyway, Sam goes in and Rebecca says, essentially, you know, we've, we've got no money, we're strapped for cash. Uh, but to save face with uh, all of your friends, uh, I can give you a title, which Sam takes in the end and gets another sort of, what would you call it, obscure, elitist-ish title kind of thing. Yeah, executive supervisor of bartenders or something silly. Yeah. Uh, and this is how it sort of plays out almost like a cold open in the sense of each of those jokes feels like you could almost get the, the music afterwards, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, and the one most of all is uh, Carla says that they're sort of all stupid about these names, goes into the office and almost like a revolving door comes back out and she's managing director of waitresses. Yeah, she goes, your titles mean nothing. I, however... <laughs> After all of this happening, Rebecca sort of gets driven to coming out of the office and saying, Miss Hal, I heard about Carla and Sam's new titles, and I must say, I've got a problem. You've got a problem? I'll tell you about problems. I will tell you all about problems. We've been losing money for the last three months. I have just been informed that if we continue to lose money, the bar is going to be put on the block. And then my career will be over, and so will everyone's drinking days here at Cheers. Understood? Doesn't Norm ask for a round of drinks to commiserate? Yeah, he does. Uh, sympathy drinks, I think they were. It, he's quite distraught. I think everyone's pretty distraught. I mean, it's a livelihood for a few people. It's income. It's a dependency for, for getting, for living, I guess. But then for, for the patrons who are there every night, I suppose it's just as much as part of their lives as well. It's a way of life. Yeah. The person who comes up with an idea is Woody. Comes up with, well, it's a raffle. He doesn't call it a raffle. What does he call it? He just describes a raffle and Sam goes, like a raffle. And he goes, you could at least hear my idea out or something like that. Yeah, but uh, you could at least hear mine before coming up with yours. So. Yeah. yeah. But Sam pitches this to um, Rebecca and she likes it as an idea. But actually, at first she says it's stupid. Then Woody says we could raffle a Caribbean holiday and then she likes it. And Woody says, I, don't, I didn't get the title for anything or for nothing. <laughs> He's got brains, that boy. It does, sometimes. <laughs> we mentioned Fraser also has uh, a painting for Lilith. He brings the painting round, shows everyone, and they look very confused about the painting. So they see two dogs sniffing each other? Going at it, yeah. That's what they see in this abstract painting, but Fraser requests to hide it there so that Lilith doesn't see her present before their anniversary, uh, which set us up the sort of... Uh, is it the Hitchcockian gun kind of idea? Mm, there's two things. It's, it's the Chekhov's gun oh. uh, and and the Hitchcock bomb, I think is what you're thinking of. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hitchcock had lots of guns in its films as well, though. You know. But it's the principle of uh, setting up something in a room that will come back later. Yeah. Uh, Hitchcock said, if a bomb goes off and it's a surprise, that's not suspense. That's just mm. shock. But if you tell the audience there is a bomb, and tell them it's going to go off, but don't tell them when, then it's suspense. And that's almost what happens here. So we cut to, a, I assume, a couple of weeks later, and it's the penultimate end of this raffle. What a place to be. Looks like a good party. Yeah, they've got a real Caribbean theme going on. Calypso night, I think is what they called it at one point. Yeah, they've got steel pans. Uh, they've got a little, a little bingo caller kind of idea. Tombola. A tombola, yeah. Everyone's in Hawaiian shirts or Caribbean shirts. And the bar is full of loads of people hyped about this raffle. I'd be hyped about the raffle. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, to me, I'm like, 
if it's somewhere where you go often and you clearly like it enough as a place, if I put money into this raffle and there'll be a huge return because we'll get a Caribbean cruise out of it or Caribbean trip, even if I didn't get it, I'd be like, well, I knew it. there was a risk. I knew it was gambling. Mm-hmm. And I'm helping a place that I like. So Win-win. Yeah, like I don't really see... Even if I didn't know they were going out of business, you know what you're going into when you're gambling. You mm-hmm. always know that you might lose. I think if, if I was them... Actually, no, I don't know. I was going to say, I'd give a ticket with every drink, but... Oh, so the more drinks you buy, the more, the more tickets. Yeah, that would be uh, a good... The no. more chance you have at winning, yeah. Fuel alcoholism as well as <laughs> the holiday. And I think the winner should have been someone who was like sort of... Ridiculously drunk. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Norm. <laughs> you just see a thumb in the background. Um, but what happens is Woody does the call, number 99, and there's a huge party. Steel drummers are playing. They, they pick the guy up in a chair, I think, or on their shoulders. They parade him around the bar. Sam looks at the ball and does a stupid thing. Woody goes, oh, they stop the music, but the, the winner is number 66. And they stop the music and then they drop this guy who's just won, number 99, and now pick up at number 66, who's overjoyed. And the farcical nature of the, this competition and who's won continues. You know the little trick you should do with these? Uh, you draw a little line. Underline every number. Easy. Wow. I'm sure that everyone feels like they should have drew a little line underneath it. Yeah. Because nobody's happy and there's a lot of confusion to which Norm says, ah, the manager should buy a round of drinks because everyone's upset. <laughs> and kind of stokes the fire of everyone being angry at Rebecca. It's not her fault. <laughs> I suppose now might be a good time to talk about the cast, James, so we can hear who plays number 66 and number 99. We've got B.B. Newirth as Dr. Lilith Stern. We've got Thomas Ryan as number 99. He also appeared in Chips, Three's Company, Hill Street Blues. Dallas, 21 Jump Street, Wings, Matlock, Murder, She Wrote, Melrose Place, Law and Order, 24, The Good Fight, and many others. Ron Busum, that's a funny name, <laughs> as number 66. He also appeared in BJ and the Bear, Night Court, Playing by Heart, and The 13th Floor. Eric Munyuk as Larry the Mailman. He also appeared in Hill Street Blues, LA Law, Ghost Dad, Night Court, Married with Children, Melrose Place, Matlock, Diagnosis Murder, and played the recurring role of the Traveller in Star Trek The Next Generation. Al Rosen as Al, Hugh McGuire as Hugh, Peter Schreiner as Pete, and Phil Pullman is uncredited as Phil. And you mentioned Al there. Al gets a great moment in here as uh, Sam is trying to convince number 66 and 99 to give up the holiday. He says, the sun's terrible for you. Look at this guy. He's our winner last year and it's Al. Here, I want to introduce you to last year's winner, man. He's actually 24. I fell asleep on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of um, Mulman quote from The yeah. Simpsons. It was like, I'm 36 years old. <laughs> But that's a great moment. And that, that's kind of what they're, what they're up against at the moment. They're trying to convince one of these people to give up the prize. Because they can't afford to give it to both. Yeah. And Sam talks to Rebecca just off the side and says, there's only one way to solve this. You're going to have to cry. You're going to have to cry your eyes out and give them the old sympathy play. And she says she's above that and she's just going to do the right thing, which is she goes out 
and says, as the manager, I want you both to be happy as customers. I will pay for you both to go. And then breaks down crying about how that will end her career and her life's over. She'll have to live on the street. and Yeah, uh, and falls straight into the, the sort of sympathy card that she said she wasn't going to do. And what happens next is probably the most interesting thing. The two contestants, one of them then says, oh, I'll give up the holiday. But then they themselves pull the sympathy card. And then the other one does. So the sympathy goes full circle. Oh, it's a deck full of sympathy cards there. 52 sympathy card pickup. So there is a huge dilemma here. What are they going to do, James? But before we get that resolution, shall we talk about Fraser and Lilith and... Uh, when they enter the bar and, and Fraser says, I've got a surprise for you. Yes, Lilith comes in and Fraser goes, my darling, hello. It's a month anniversary, which is called a messiversary. I think as a as a educated man, I feel he should have known that word. <laughs> um, but he didn't. And, <laughs> ooh, salty. Um, uh, and he says, I've got you, have you heard of Tidwell? And she goes... Well, I'll play the clip, because any Lilith clip is fantastic. Uh, by the way, are you familiar with the artist Tidwell? Of course. Isn't he the one who did the painting of the two dogs commingling, then sold it for an ungodly amount of money to some ninny? <laughs> yes, that's him. <laughs> he ends up giving her his car as a present. Nice car. Bit nice much car. For, uh, bit much for a messiversary. Yeah, I know. What are you going to have for two months? Yeah. Always start... Even the painting was... Probably quite expensive by the sounds of it, if some fool spent so much money on it. <laughs> but they uh, quickly go upstairs and uh, Fraser forgets about the painting and uh, needs to hide it, hide it from her, essentially. Yes, because it's disgusting. <laughs> and they, they go up to, to Melville's and I think Fraser confines in Sam that he had to give Lilith his car. And Sam goes, you stupid man. And this is when Sam comes up with a genius idea for second place. Yeah, so Sam offers one of them the chance to change the prize from the cruise to an original Tidwell painting. And James, by luck, by sheer stroke of luck, one of them is a huge Tidwell fan. Yep, loves it. Can't get enough of <laughs> that stuff. And he's very happy to take the painting over the cruise. He says he's dreamt of owning his own Tidwell all of his life. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it's a, but it's a nice little bow at the end of the, the story, really. That's when Cheers episodes have worked best, as I alluded to earlier, when it's got two strands going on, which, which tie mm. themselves up nicely at the end. And there's one final punchline, James, which is uh, there's a runner-up prize, which is all of the ping-pong balls that are hand-numbered. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and Woody draws the number out and it's number 11 and then Woody goes, or is it number 11? <laughs> oh, not this again. That's the trivia bar, James. And I tell you what, I've got some good trivia questions for you today. Shall I kick it off? Yes, I think so. But as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. How many, James? How, how many hand-numbered ping-pong balls were in the uh, tombola? See, a sensible number would be 100, 0 to 99. Uh, apparently, 847. Eight? <laughs> why, why stop at 847? Because I think that's how many people bought tickets. 
Um, I see. Yeah, they uh, they put an extra ball in every time it was called. Uh, well, yeah, it does make sense now. Yeah. What are the odds that it, we they only got two digit numbers? That's you know. How what what are the odds that they only got two digit numbers? Oh, that wasn't a real question. Don't, don't worry. I don't, don't need to answer it. Ninety out of eight hundred and forty-seven. You mentioned that Cliff called Larry Rubber Thumbs. What is Larry's nickname for Cliff? Sack Happy. Sack Happy. And I don't want to know the context. It means that he loves it when he's got a big bag of mail. Why? That means he's got a large job to do. He'd be happier when it's empty. He loves his job. (laughs) Fair enough. When getting suggestions of uh, anniversary presents for Lilith, what does Norm suggest? A free round. No, it's the one time he didn't say that. He suggested some nice mank. Oh, it's yeah, it's fake mink. Fake mink, which uh, is absolutely fine unless it rains. I mean, that's also true of regular mink. And then, it, well, then he says, then you have to toss it in the dryer and leave the house for a couple of hours, which I think means it smells quite a bit. Not good. What does Carla compare to the feeling of discovering and purchasing a fine work of art? Oh, I don't know. Only because of our last week's episode, James, I'm going to say holding two $50 bills. Uh, No, it's uh, sticking your feet in a pan of scalding hot water when you've got a fungus itch. She values art a lot less than me, then. Yep, you ever stuck your feet in a bucket of hot water? Um, Maybe, like, warm? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've been in a bath, is is... (laughs) it? Yeah, I'm just... Not scalding water, not not how you described before. So James, Woody says that he never got a raise in his whole life, well, whole time at being at Cheers. That's wrong. When did he get a raise in Cheers before? I remember this. I don't remember the specific. It was a Diane episode. Yeah. Because it was the one where, what's the one where Woody bet on something? Fools and their money, is that right? No. I remember that Woody negotiated and he actually got a better deal than what Sam first suggested. Season four, James, uh, the episode was Relief Bartender. It's when uh, Sam gets an extra bartender. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, and they, he was going to fire Woody. You've already answered one of these questions as a three-part question. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the painter? What is the painting called? And what does it represent? So it was Tidwell. The painting was n- number seven, was it? It was called number seven, yeah. And uh, it represented something to do with masculinity, but I don't really remember. A man's struggle against intransigent fate. Wow. Yeah. What did Carla say? Like putting your feet in boiling water? Putting your feet <laughs> in boiling water when you've got a fungal itch. I think that's it for me, James. I've got maybe, I've got one more question, maybe. How many times did Norm try to get a free round of drinks? Four. I think it was five. He got one, he tried to get one after Woody got a, a new title. He tried to get one after Sam got a new title. Tried to get one after Carla got a new title. He tried to get one after they announced the bar was going to close for some sympathy points. And then finally he tried to get another round when uh, they were having the dispute about number 66 and 99 and when the manager needs to resolve this with a free round of drinks. Uh-huh. See, I know it passed the, the rule of three. Yeah. It, it went way past the rule of three. <laughs> Consider me kicked off with a free drink from Cliff at the beginning of the episode as well. Quite a lot. <laughs> well, that's the last call bell, and I think we've only got one choice for house special. Round of free drinks. 
about it, yeah, how can we say no to that? Easily, if you're anyone but no. <laughs> well, James, I'll I tell you what, I'll, as we bring this episode to a close, I'll ask you one final question. Tidwell or a cruise? 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 I'll take the Tidwell then. and uh, <laughs> You'll be putting your, your feet in some nice warm water. I'll take the boiling art water. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll toast to, um, I suppose, cheers getting a bit, bit back on its stride. Full bar this week. That was good to see. Norm trying to get a free drink here and there to a host of new titles, presenting our senior bartender, executive supervising bartender and managing director of waitresses. And then finally, I suppose Cliff deserves a little bit of a, a cheers as well for his raise. That was mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I think this is much more uplifting than last episode where nobody won. Yeah, we're not struggling to, to cheers anything here. We, we, everyone gets some kind of success this episode. Which I think as this season's coming to a close, it can only be a good thing. Definitely. So as we uh, celebrate with a, a round of free drinks, James, let's say this has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast.